You're listening to Montreal Now on CJAD 800. The actions of the government have hurt our reputation. They've hurt our reputation in, in Quebec by creating a caricature of Concordia University that is not accurate. And they have hurt our reputation outside Quebec as well. So those are all the bad things that these tuition hikes uh, by the provincial government have done. That's Graham Carr from Concordia, and I'll be talking to him at 530. Uh, Jim, uh, caught by surprise today. Look, we talked about a potential lawsuit the day after this happened, and we didn't hear anything for quite a while. Just assumed maybe it wasn't going to happen. What did you make of this? I think, you know, the, the fact that they're both of them launching the same day, that they're both of them launching separate proceedings against the government suggests that they've sat down, they've got their ducks in the row, and they know um, that this, you know, I, and I think it's going to work in their favor, this goes beyond just the targeting of English language universities in Quebec by Francois Legault and his entourage. Um, this is, uh, I, as far as I can tell, the first step in what is going to be an absolutely dreadful year for Francois Legault, um, who, you know, it's great to pass all these ridiculous illegal laws. It's great to, to target Muslim women and Anglophones and, and Anglo education. And you're clapping seals over a Quebec court and say, what a great job you're doing. But, you know, the problem is there's the courts. That's why the courts exist. The judiciary exists. Because, as Francois Legault is so fond of saying, we live in a society of laws. Quebec is a society that is subject to the rule of law. Unless, of course, that law tends to go against something that Francois Legault wants. And I think we're going to hear more and more unhinged outbursts from Francois Legault, uh, as we did yesterday concerning the, uh, the Court of Appeal decision on uh, daycare access for asylum seekers. But right now... Uh, this is the story that Francois Legault, these universities, this is something that Francois Legault and his, 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 his uh, entourage can no longer keep under the rug. This is going to start getting attention inside Quebec, outside of Quebec, simply because, as, as you know, as, as we just heard Mr. Carr, and we, I'm sure we will hear Mr. Carr say again, this is a targeted attack. This has got nothing, nothing to do with what Francois Legault claims that it's going to help French-language universities, or there's too much English. It is an absolute preposterous uh, lie. And it is, it is being touted by Francois Legault to shore up his credentials with uh, his core, uh, core supporters, the vast majority of whom have never been nor will ever be in Montreal, perhaps never even be in Quebec City. Um, but this is the problem. There is uh, a kind of political entropy that is setting in with Francois Legault and company, no longer protected by the pandemic, they have to actually work in the real world where people push back. Today, McGill pushed back. Today, Concordia pushed back. Yesterday, the Quebec Court of Appeal pushed back. And um, I got to tell you, we had better get used to hearing you know, or, or talking more about the, the Quebec Court of Appeal's uh, uh, agenda for, for this year, because I'm sure we're going to be hearing from them a great deal. All of the challenges against the illegal laws that Francois Legault uh, uh, rams through invoking closure in the National Assembly. So whether it's Bill 21, whether it's Bill 96, all these laws are going to be subject to hearings in depth. You couldn't get sort of like, you know, emergency injunctions. Okay, fine. Those arguments are going to happen. And if the way Francois Legault apparently lost it yesterday over the Court of Appeal ruling on, on Quebec daycares, and quite frankly, he lost it in a tone that didn't make me think so much of, of um, uh, Maurice Duplessis, but perhaps of, of, of 
Francois Legault's far more kindred spirit, Donald Trump, which is if the judiciary turns around and absolutely blows your mythology out of the water, you turn around and you question the legitimacy of that judiciary, which is exactly what Francois Legault did yesterday, claiming that, you know, uh, uh, confronted by uh, the head of the PQ, Paul Saint-Pierre Clamandon, Mr. Legault turns around and says that, you know, and, and when uh, Saint-Pierre Clamandon says, listen, you know, the, the Court of Appeal has ruled these people should have access, he turns around and says, let me get this straight. You're saying that the Court of Appeal, which was appointed by the federal government, appointed by Ottawa, they know more about this than the government of Quebec. This is the head of the PQ, not just on his knees, but on his belly, flat on his belly in front of the federal government. And I'm quoting directly here from what was said, okay? Tell me those are the words of a guy who isn't scared witless of the guy in front of him. Tell me those are the words of a guy who isn't laying awake at night wondering just how much more support Paul Saint-Pierre Plamondon is going to take away from the so-called Coalition Avenir Quebec, which frankly seems more and more a coalition of opportunity and one where they're seeing perhaps they're back in the wrong horse in the form of Francois Legault. You know, Jim, it's, as you describe it, it's, it's just one of those things where you can't help but sort of look at the irony in this of, of your own premier looking at your own court, as you just said, yeah. and kind of slamming it for being impartial, which, as we found out today from the bar, you can't even do it. It's not legal to suggest that at all. Maybe he gets into trouble for that. But to actually have to get on your knees or on your belly, as you described it, and have to go to the court, you'd prefer oh. to have nothing to do with ever with what goes on in your province and asking them to overturn a decision. No, no, but, but, but this is the thing. I mean, he, he, it's, I didn't say it. He did. This is, this is the imagery he used to describe Paul Pierre Saint-Plain-Mondon, the head of the Parti Québécois, who is currently whipping and wiping his feet on François Legault in, in the public opinion polls, basically accusing Saint-Pierre Plain-Mondon of being, you know, lying down, uh, abasing himself towards the federal government because he agrees with a court of appeal decision yeah. that, that overturns access for everyone else in the room, Aaron. Is saying, you know what? This is this is this makes sense because if they can get daycare, they can work, they can pay taxes, and 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 more than anything else, I think what we discovered yesterday and what we're going to be discovering in the days and weeks and perhaps months to come is Francois Legault's innate inability to read the room. He is going to find new ways to say particularly stupid things that aren't just going to alienate the usual suspects, not just his political opponents or or, or, or me and you. I think a lot of Quebecers from across the spectrum, are just going to be start scratching their heads saying, what exactly did we vote for this guy for? Because he sounds more and more out of touch, more and more out of control than ever. I mean, once again, it was a fairy kingdom back in the days of the pandemic. He could do no wrong. and There were no questions. All of a sudden, he's in the real world. Stuff does not, you know, gravity works. He, he can't, saying one thing doesn't make it so. People question you and people, have, people bring receipts. That's what's happening to Francois Legault. That's what's happening to the CAC. And honestly, um, as I say, to a certain extent, that you know, it explains why we have that third branch of government, the judiciary, is to keep the other two in check. And, and, and Francois Legault, I think, is going to be in for a very, very rough ride, not just politically, but also legally. Because, uh, you know, as, as we saw today, you can't run around uh, uh, suggesting that the judiciary is bent and get away with it. 
Well, I mean, you can get away with it until you can't get away with it, right? And, and maybe that finally maybe pushes come to shove. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happens next year after saying something like that. Where's the, where's the position? How do you change? Do you say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't well, have said you, that? It, but, the, but the punchline to all this, Aaron, is with a straight face, you know, he, he goes after Poiliev saying you're, you're on yeah. your knees before, these, before an Ottawa-appointed court. So what do they do with the decision? They, they appeal it to the Supreme, to the Supreme court, court of exactly. Canada, which is an Ottawa appointed court, which is all that is, Aaron, I think, as far as I'm concerned, is incovertible proof. Francois Legault does not think past 60 seconds when he says something. So he turns around and he can say one thing in, in, in the blue room. You know, it's, 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 in, it's in the record uh, about how, how awful and how these judges are appointed by, by, by the feds and then turns around and appeals it to the Fed. And if they turn around and even refuse to hear the appeal, right. what's he going to do? And I've said this before on many other occasions. Normally, um, although you, you, they weren't recycled pecs, they were actual pecs. Uh, you, if you had a premier who, 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 who broke his or her head against the Supreme Court of Canada, they would cite that as a reason for a referendum to get out of the country. Does Francois Legault have that option? Well, does he have the option of using the notwithstanding clause? No, not for no, no. This is even this is this is regulatory. This is not this is as far as I know. This is not a law, and there's certainly been no mention. Right. You can't sort of you know you can't sort of backdate and, and say no, no no. I'm going to use the notwithstanding to change clause. what this was is, already this, right. Okay. You know, I, as far as I know, this is a regulatory change. I don't believe there was any bill that said a bill. You know, to attack Anglophone universities in Quebec. I don't think that exactly exists. This was a change in policy, a change in funding policy. And, 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 and the universities are saying these regulatory changes are, are discriminatory and, in fact, betray the trust that we are supposed to have with the government to maintain our interests. So, you know, this, and, and, but what a perfect thing to say, Aaron, you know, when you say, you know, what, you're not, that's, that's going to be the, the, the mindset in Quebec. Well, yeah, can I just, you know, take the magic notwithstanding clause and make all this go away? No, you can't. Let me move on to something else. I, I gave uh, Marwa Risky props early in the afternoon when I started the show. I watched some of the video of her yesterday in the National Assembly going after the government uh, on this whole Olympic Stadium fiasco where they're going to spend what yeah. would turn out to be billions of dollars and basically getting no answer. And uh, I, I actually saw Carolyn Prue, the minister here, right, mm -hmm. refusing at one point to provide any kind of documentation to suggest either, A, this is what it costs to knock it down, or this is what kind of revenue yeah. we can expect from it. And her statement at the end, this was out of the blue room, she was asked by reporters, and I believe the statement was, ça coûte ce que ça coûte. That was it. It'll cost what it costs. In other words, this is going to happen come hell or high water, and that's a very scary catechism that we're hearing from uh, Francois Legault's entourage. So that sounds suspiciously like what Benoit Charette, the environment minister, said during the infamous Third Link debacle. The Minister of Environment saying it doesn't matter what the surveys or the environmental studies say, this project is going through, essentially, in my words, come hell or high water. It's going to go through no matter what. So that apparently seems to be the, 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 the uh, official policy of, of, of Francois Legault and his cabinet, his entourage. They all stay on site. Whether you like it or not, this is going to happen. And, I have, and that's what I've been saying from the, from the get-go this afternoon, Aaron. I think reality is standing behind this big brick wall that it just constructed. The mortar is still drying and saying, want to bet? 
You know, Jim, if an election was six months from now, we'd say that pretty much the end of this government, but we're still not way, we're, what are we, two years away roughly from actually a little over two yeah, years away? Almost so. two years away and anything can happen. Yeah. But right now it would take a genie, you know, unless, unless Francois Legault has got some magic lamp under his bed that he can rub every night. I'm telling you, the only way this guy is going is, is down. He has managed to blow up more bridges than, you know, Alec Guinness on the River Kwai. It's amazing. <laughs> The guy has finds new ways to alienate yeah. people who used to support him, and it's going on every single day. James Manny at the Montreal Gazette. Jim, have a great weekend. You too, buddy.